0: lord we just thank you for this time together again this morning just thank you for the opportunity to come and worship you together uh, just ask for your uh, pouring out your spirit through this message this morning just help me to um, just call me in my spirit and help me to to understand that it's all about you lord it's it's not about the messenger but it's all about you and your word just give you all praise and glory amen so Matt was uh teaching on in, in um, the early part of Acts 19 about the importance of knowing God's word the importance of knowing it well enough to be able to uh, refute any of the naysayers and uh, just uh, uh, to be able to convince people of the truth of God's word Um, one thing he didn't touch on there that I noticed that at some point sometimes you, you have to realize that you cannot convince everyone Paul said that he had to uh, he He could not convince some of them, and he had to take the ones that would believe and move on somewhere else and We have to recognize that that, that we should be ready to argue the word but it, or to reason the word, but when it gets to the point of where it may be argument may move into argument it 's time to move on and go somewhere else. Um, this morning, I am teaching to the next section beginning in um, verse 11, Acts 19:11. if you want to turn there with me, on the sons of Sceva, if you're not familiar with them, um, we'll reacquaint you. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the s- evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them. So that they, they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. Also, many of those who were now believers came, confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had pra- practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it t- came... To fifty thousand pieces of silver, so the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Well, Matt touched last week on um, the danger of falling for schemes where uh, people are selling prayer cloths or that kind of thing. Um, God does some mighty things in strange ways sometimes, and at this time He was. Uh, all it took was up. A, a cloth from Paul to, to cast out demons and um, bring healing to people. But we need to be careful about people just um, trying to make money off of that kind of thing. Uh, he brought up Robert Tilton last week, and I, I, I was, wasn't really familiar with Robert Tilton, so I looked him up, and there I don't think he ha- had anything to do with selling prayer cloths, although Some of them have, or um, healing cloths or whatever. But he did um, say that he would give people, um, have them, send them some kind of token so they would feel obligated to send money back to him. And that has been the nature of things all through history. It hasn't, that um, people use the word of God for their own purposes, either political gain or... Um, financial gain or whatever their own purposes are and they may not even believe at all themselves uh, I had a friend that lived with us for a short time at one point that uh, he amazingly said that he was um, had gone to seminary for a little while because I was pretty sure that he didn't know Christ at all judging by his actions <clears throat> but he was one of those that was uh he was very charismatic, and he would have probably made a lot of money doing it as a tent revivalist or something and uh, but on the other hand, we, so we need to have that certain amount of skepticism, but on the other hand we don't want to become total skeptics either. We also need to have a certain amount of um, faith because you know, Paul you know God was working through Paul in this manner, and I have seen him work in strange manners um, unexpected ways we can get our mindset to where uh, we think well God is only he does things only this way and we put him in a little box and we uh, are not really open to what he wants to do or not really listening to his voice and um, so we've, we we want to make sure that we have a proper balance. Um, Extremism is never good. I myself am a life member of the NRA, but I don't believe in all of what they espouse, because they are on one end of the spectrum, but I don't believe in what the people on the other end of the spectrum say either. So in in everything, we need moderation. Some would say that it's totally wrong to drink alcohol. That's not what the Bible teaches, is it? In some cases, it's in moderation. That's not a problem either. Um, It's when you get out of that moderation that you have a problem. I am so thankful that I am teaching on this today. Ron is coming up soon with Nehemiah, with, uh, Nehemiah. And teaching on the numbering of the people. <laughs> I don't know what I would do with that, but Ron, the accountant, I'm sure he'll bring a lot of good out of that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> these um, exorcists were the sons of Sceva. They were says they were itinerant exorcists. So. <clears throat> I assume that they were making their uh, living through this. They traveled from town to town, casting out demons. And then they, uh, they saw Paul work in Ephesus and said, Hey, this guy's he got it going on. All he has to do is say the name of Jesus and the spirits come out. We can do that. But it didn't work out so well for them, did it? Because they weren't connected to the one who had the power to cast out the demons. You have to have that connection um, for the most part. Now, it does say in Matthew 7, 22 and 23 that um, there will be people at the judgment throne who will come to Jesus and say, but we've done all these mighty things. we cast out demons in your name. And he'll say, but I never knew you. So obviously it is possible that just the name of Jesus, we know it has the power to cast out demons. But in this case, the people that were trying to cast them out did not have the authority to wield that power. Maybe some demons just recognize the name and will come out, while others say, hey, Jesus, I know. Who are you? And they uh, did not have a very good, uh, had rather a humiliating time about it. But um, it crossed my mind about Nadab and Abihu We've also tried to um, <clears throat> exercise authority that they were given, but in a manner that was not uh, in line with what God had told them to do. And it cost them their lives. So these guys, even though they were humiliated, um, I would think it probably drove them to go talk to Paul or someone to see what it was that they were doing wrong and, and um, the curiosity to find out what really was happening here and probably led to their salvation, although maybe they just moved on to the next town because they were itinerant. <coughs> Now, uh, I'd like to look back at John 15, 4, 5, and 7. Because here's the real answer to all of this, is to have that connection, to have the authority, be under the authority of Christ. He says in in John 15 I am the vine you are the branches whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing if you abide in me and my words in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you so As long as we're abiding in Christ and knowing what He's doing, what He's wanting to do, then we have the power and the authority to do whatever it is He's wishing to do. These guys didn't understand that. Now, I'm I'm certain God did not really cause this attack, they just leapt into something that they didn't understand. And it led to their um, seven of them being defeated by one man and uh, sent out in humiliation. But God used this as the way to um, extol the name of Jesus, to bring uh, glory and awe to his name, And it caused the people to look at the things that they had and say, well, this is not just another form of magic. This is something far greater. And maybe this stuff we shouldn't be playing with that we don't understand. And they brought all their magic books and things and burnt them in the fire. By the same token, I think too often um, we allow other things who mix in with our faith um, I'm always amazed by those people that it becomes obvious that their knowledge of the Bible must have come from the TV or somewhere uh, other than right here Um, when my first wife passed away I had one lady come up to me and said oh she's an angel now and I'm thinking that's a pretty neat trick isn't it I didn't know you could do that. I thought there was, they were totally separate creations from us. But if you're not in the Word and you're getting your truth from TV or some other place that doesn't have truth, partial truth, then uh, you're not going to wind up with real truth. Um, we were watching a show on Pure Flix the other night Christian show and uh, Corbin Bernson was uh, playing the dad of this lady in it and talking to his son-in-law about the uh, fact that he uh, understood that they were thinking about a divorce and he said marriage is like your house. You have to invest in it. You have to um, take care of it. You have to love it. And I thought well most of that's good. You know, as a remodeler, I think, yeah, you definitely need to take care of your house. Inve- I'm all for people investing in it. <laughs> but loving it is going too far. Um, we are looking at possibly selling our house coming up soon, and I have realized that I have gotten too attached to my house. Now, anything that you get too attached to other than Christ, other people, and his word is just wrong. He said, the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your strength, all your soul, all your mind, your neighbor as yourself, and that's really all that we should be loving. If there's anything in your life uh, that you're loving besides that or to attach to besides that, it's probably time to look at um, being willing to give it up. Maybe God won't require you to, but you, we at least need to be not attached to those things. Uh, Materialism is one of those things that can creep in without us even recognizing it. But uh, it's best if we examine ourselves and judge ourselves rather than um, coming into judgment without uh, having judged ourselves and gotten rid of all that stuff. Um, I guess that's about it. Rob, when I was in teaching with him this morning, he said, well, you're teaching this morning, I guess I better go up and tell the the teachers that it'll be a short service. (laughs) You see, it it seems like it's going to go a lot longer than what it will when I get up here. Uh, My takeaway from this is the only way we can know that Christ, What Christ is doing and how he wants to do it is to be connected to the vine. Our wisdom is foolishness. And I think that we can walk in our own wisdom and understanding, know what to do in that without looking to Christ and what he is wanting to do and leading us to do that um, is just foolish.